we're sitting we're sitting down here today with new up and coming United Thirty Two County Socialist Republic rapper, the Irish Drake Bardle. Yeah, that's right. I had to go by Drake to you know for the Anglo's. A lot of mm. people can't speak Irish. Yeah. Um, and I tried to make it clear for everybody. I mean, how many times I shout out the six, like eyes on the prize. We had, you know, six always in my heart, on my mind, in now my by, rhymes. Now, now, by six, you mean the occupied counties. Yeah, the north. Okay, I was yeah, always yeah, talking yeah. about we up north. Do <laughs> <laughs> go on. Um, yeah, I just have a few, a few bars to share today, you know. If, is this an exclusive? This is, a, this is exclusive. Oh, shit. <laughs> All right. Give me a beat. Yeah. Ah. Deep inside my bag, that's why my bar's so spicy. Texture girl 26 and 6 equals she's the one for me. Uh. <laughs> Got so much money, it's like I'm married to Marla. Got the whole crew yelling, Chucky Arla. <laughs> uh. Uh. Gonna run the rap game, that's what the crystal ball says. Only gotta be lucky once, you gotta be always. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's all I got. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. For, uh, pretty good. Uh, dropping the character now. Uh, you mispronounced Chucky Our Law, but yeah. I was bad all, you know, just kicking in here and, and I don't know where he'd fucking hang out. I, where, where does Drake even hang out? Like Drake is Drake is the thing that I love so much about Drake is that he's just like and I know that you've you've mentioned this before and we got like the, with that one nasty comment on YouTube where you were like Drake oh, yeah. is like Drake is like Joe Rogan, that then Drake is just kinda like this like this mirror that then whatever's around him can always just kinda like be reflected on. And like now he is trying to be a drill rapper and I think this is just perfect. He's like, Yeah, oh yeah, doing that London ting. Yeah, Drake. You like the spice bag reference? I thought of that. I, I really like that. Okay, I'll lead us in. Hey, hey, hey. Welcome to your weekly Corner Spatey. Uh We got the boys here. Yulia is in uh, Paris, Paris, um, uh, in the revolution. Yes. Uh, they finally, the, the meme finally came true. Like, Yulia is on the front lines. Her yellow she, vest came in the mail. So yeah. She was ready. You've been called to iron. Yeah. She, uh, she was uh, like how the U.S. kind of did, like, did the draft occasionally. It was that for her, but she was stoked. If she... you tweet well enough, you will get yours in the post. <laughs> <laughs> You'll be invited to join the fight. Yeah. So while, while Yulia is, is bravely serving, um, you know, us and the values that we stand for, uh, you're, uh, you're stuck with the three of us of uh, myself, Nick, Rob. You had to talk about Irish ting <laughs> and, and Kieran. I'm going to regret doing this episode. <laughs> yeah, and uh, this is this is a Kieran episode. This is all about uh, Ireland uh, elections. Uh, those are a thing, and Ireland does them very weird. Yeah, we do. Yeah, there was like I think there was a good hour of. First of all, all right, I'm a, I'm a wonderful host. We are currently at Kieran's Anime Dog Palace, um, and I made everyone spice bags. Uh, they were delicious. A homemade spice bags. And uh, while that took forever, um, it also equally took forever to explain the Irish voting system. <laughs> um, Which you were doing simultaneously with cooking, so it, it yeah. you know, it delayed both of them, I think. <laughs> but yeah. The one thing to remember is that as a country, once you have a good, you know, be- you know, 
forget about this first past the post nonsense. Once you have a good electoral system, you're done. Politics, yep. you won. You beat the game. Yep. Politics is perfect. Switzerland is the ultimate proof of that. Yeah. And all their fucking misogynistic Nazi gold. Um, yeah, all right. It's a great Wait, system. the gold's misogynistic or the parties? It's the only way that it explains the misogyny in Switzerland is the Nazi gold, like water runoff got into the water supply and then they're oh, now. Okay. Now they're sexist. Oh, okay. Before yeah. that, they were fine. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. So where do, where do we start with this? All right. So I propose we have, I think people are generally aware of the Irish elections. Mm. Um, I think the only overview we need to give is that the two main centrist parties that have always dominated the election, I mean, in, the, in, in recent years, yeah. have dipped below 50%. Uh, Sinn Féin got the highest percentage by a sliver. Um, and it's a big seismic shift in Ireland politics. Or is it? Um, so, okay, yeah. First, <laughs> first takeaway from this, I would say, yes. This is a seismic shift in Irish politics. It is a good one. Um, Fianna Fáil and Fine Gael, how to summarize these. Ireland doesn't really have a left and a right in the traditional sense. We have these two parties who are shit and terrible. Um, they, you can kind of look at them in a kind of post-colonial framework of one is more a friend to um, like the British occupiers than the other. Like Fianna Fáil's, Fianna Fáil's um, tagline is still the Republican Party even though they're not the party that agitates most for that. And Fine Gael's old nickname is the Commonwealth Party. And that's kind of the lines they are drawn, and that's like based on the Civil War, but that's that's kind of like mostly aesthetic now. Uh, big old sins of the past. Um, Fianna Fáil has mostly ruled us since independence in one shape or another. Uh, they brought neoliberalism to Ireland in the form of former Taoiseach Charlie Hawhey. Uh, that's not his name it is his name it's a great name and there's like multiple H's in it it's wonderful anyway don't don't get me started on this <laughs> fucking Charlie Hee Haw what was his name ha <laughs> <laughs> not Hee Haw ha <laughs> it, it seems like you can use the classic quote from uh, Julius Nera the first uh, leader of um, post-colonial Tanzania who said about the US uh, the U.S. is also a one-party state but with typical American extravagance they have two of them yes that is exactly the perfect <laughs> quote um, the big sins of the past uh, and Fianna Fáil is also kind of like viewed as responsible for like 2008 within Ireland uh, and the economic mismanagement Fine Gael is supposedly to their right uh, the lines blur quite a bit but if like they are the ones who lean more fascist the people who like leave their party attempt to make um, like Ireland's right wing party like I, I was talking before we started recording about Renua, which was a failure, but it but, still was attempted. That's recent history, but also in like not ancient old history, like they were the like the blue shirts yes. helped form they, they, the Gale. Uh they were associated with things like the March on Dublin, which was trying to do the March on Rome. Mm. Uh that like big boy Berlusconi, not Berlusconi, Jesus. <laughs> 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 Fuck, my brain's gone. Um, uh, right, keep rolling. Mussolini. Nope. Hit, Mussolini, nope. uh, keep going. <laughs> Italian Hitler. <laughs> All I have to say about that is that, um, say what you will about the fascist, but, you know, if, if, you're, you know, if you're a brown shirt, if you have shit reactionary policies, just change your color to turquoise. No one will notice. No one will notice, yes. It's yeah. worked 
Every time. Uh, brown shirts in other countries, but Ireland had some flair. They were blue shirts, uh, which is a nice common color when you're signing up to fight alongside yeah, Franco's right. regime. And the Greens will support you. Yeah. Um, oh, God. <laughs> so, yeah, the people would say that those parties both suffered, like, were both suffered heavily because of 2008. Uh, I saw someone kind of like map it though over like the entire history of Ireland and they've been continuously going down in popular vote. Just like from Ireland's very first election all the way to like contemporary, it's mm. been like a downward trend of like combined vote for the two of them. Um, but, but they are effectively the same. There was just, like one little tidbit that I like, one little tidbit I love to roll out, which was in 1999, a bunch of like European political scientists basically did a study on, like, what is the difference between these two parties? They interviewed, like, so, like, a thousand-plus members of Fine Gael, pay, like, fee-paying members. Uh, this is when they were in opposition. And 39% of them said there is no difference <laughs> between them and Fine Fáil. I thought they, like, put both of the parties in front of them and said, okay, now drink one. Which one do you think that is? <laughs> <laughs> And no, I, one, no one could tell the difference. I know Finnegale when I drink it. I'm a I'm a fin of Finnegale. Show me that Finnegale shit. <laughs> New Finnegale. I, I will know. Uh, Damn, this Finnegale, crazy. <laughs> um, okay, so just to zoom out a little bit, um, did this. So they were always basically the same. I mean, I know it goes back to the Irish Civil War, but it seems like since the 80s, I mean 90s, that it's really been like the there's same. no difference. I mean, part um, of this whole. Celtic Tiger. I'm mispronouncing everything, everything today. Celtic Tiger. It's not just because you like the basketball team that there's a Celtic. <laughs> oh, that is why I said that. Yeah. <laughs> Fun fact, when I was a kid, because it was always talked about on the radio, I thought the Celtic Tiger was an actual animal. Uh, <laughs> and it was, in, it was in Northern Ireland because that's the part of Ireland I hadn't been to yet. <laughs> and it, had, it was obviously white with green stripes because animals know what country they're in. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. The, uh, fucking hell. Have they always been the same? Yeah-ish, basically. Like it, the only issue that caused them to split was um, was the Anglo-Irish Treaty, which was we passed that initially, and that's where the partition of Northern Ireland and the Republic of Ireland basically came from. And Fianna Fáil came from the part of Sinn Fein that rejected that, and Fine Gael came from the part of Sinn Fein that didn't. And that's where the split happens. Um, it, it was like someone did do a tweet of like having to explain the history of Irish politics, of like having to explain to people um, how Fine Gael, which came from the IRA, didn't was a very similar to Fine Fall, who also came from the IRA, and both of those people don't want to be involved with Sinn Fein because of their involvement with the IRA. Like it's like that is the shortest way to describe Irish politics, but it's horribly confusing. So, how would you contrast, um, if at all, Fine Gael and Fine Fall's policies and just politics in general before the 2008 crash to like in the quote unquote boom years, mm. and then after the 2008 crash? Oh, <laughs> How did we get here? Yeah, is the question. Um, so there's basically why I say why there is no difference. There is a difference in how they campaign. Um, Fianna Fáil will campaign as being more socially to the left. I mean, how they campaign, you could probably compare it to like the British Lib Dems. So 
they would talk about like they do talk about like spending programs uh one of the things they kept rolling out this election is like we built all the social housing in ireland but just you know haven't done so since the 70s but like yeah they did do that and they have been in favor of like these spending and redistributive policies in the past whereas finnegale has always caught like campaigns on the we need to tighten our belts and pull up our bootstraps. We're in hard times now. It's because of those fuckers. And, but both of them just end up doing austerity. Yeah, I mean, on, honestly, it's not that different than the Democrats and Republicans yeah. in the U.S., yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. It's like, it, that's the perfect system for them. Like, all right, now this is like when an election happens, everyone's like, this is and a lot of like, you know, harsh words are spilled. <laughs> and then as soon as it's over, they're like, well, you know, we're all on the same side. Right? Yeah, 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 I think the other thing, though, I think um, what the Americans have managed to do is the culture war stuff or like the social policy stuff. There is no there is no divide on, say, same sex marriage between these two parties. They both tacitly support it basically like leo varagar is gay and he's the leader of finnegale the like furthest right viable party in ireland quote unquote um so yeah like that they they've that's kind of the problem i think that's why the mirage still goes in the united states the parties are different because they have those social policy differences that they can kind of like say oh no look we're different look at pete Buttigieg; he's gay where where's the gay republican and then they'll point to one and they'll ignore it or something. But still, um, Ireland has like both those parties have clearly come out in favor of supposedly controversial issues like abortion, divorce, gay marriage. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So just to so to hone in on this election, why did they do so poorly? <laughs> what happened? <laughs> so the usual pattern in Irish elections is you vote for the one who isn't in power, kind of thing. So. Everyone was like, okay, so yeah, that's basically it. So in 2008, Fianna Fáil was in charge. They were booted out and replaced with Fine because Fine wasn't in charge during 2008, even though their playbook probably would have been the exact same. Um, but what happened after in the 2016 election was no one got an outright majority, and the only feasible thing in the Irish Parliament, the Dáil, was Fine was back in government, uh, with a smattering of independents to prop them up, and a confidence in supply deal from Fianna Fáil. And Fianna Fáil was pretty certain that the Irish population will think we're in opposition. <laughs> and that didn't work. But it works every election cycle. <laughs> we just keep telling them. Um, so it's basically like a GroCo-ish situation yeah. for Ireland. Yeah. yeah, but like because it was confidence supply, there was no Fianna Fáil ministers or anything like that. There was no one in the top power or whatever. But like they like literally tried campaigning on that. Like the the first leaders debate in this election, uh, which was only between Michal Martin and Leo Varadkar, the two leaders of Fianna Fáil and Fine Gael, um, was like Fianna Fáil kept saying. We were in opposition. We didn't do any of this. It was like, but the moderator or various other people on the street were like, no, no, you signed off and all this shit. Do we have any uh, examples of Fine Fall and Fine Gael policies? Uh, any amusing anecdotes we want to share? Oh, Jesus Christ. Okay. <laughs> um, where's, where's one? I think my co-host previously in Europe, Hugh, would probably, you can watch a blood vessel pop in his neck if you ever talk about the Bertie Bowl which was this massive stadium that former Fianna Fáil um, Taoiseach Bertie Ahern like just shoveled a sh- ton of money into and it was never built. 
A um, lot of like dodgy deals with contractors is usual common thing. Um, policy positions, it's just like maintaining things. Some scandals of like silencing journalists when they find out that like a bunch of Irish cops had been caught by other Irish cops drink driving and that doesn't get added to their record. Um, I think one of the big ones now is they're building a massive hospital in... Uh, Ireland at the moment, which is sorely needed, uh, but several scandals have happened of, um, for example, most hospitals in Ireland are basically owned by a cloister of nuns, and with this new hospital, they're going to give the management to a cloister of nuns. Fucking big nun, always messing up our <laughs> politics. But like, this was... this was Shadowy like, cabal. This was after the very... Literally, ex- their clothes are kind of dark. <laughs> but this was after like the repeal of the Eighth Movement of just like... Like, most of the horrible Catholic theocracy shit has, like, kind of been done away with, but then there's still, like, the history of the Magdalene laundries of just giant mass graves of, like, babies being found, and that was all the work of, like, various cloisters of nuns, and people were not happy about that. And Wait, what? Yeah, um, so a lot of women who got pregnant out of wedlock in Ireland would go to, like, a monastery, and the nuns would just basically beat the shit out of them to the point in which the baby probably wouldn't come out like successfully, like there would be a miscarriage. And I think it was like in Tuam in County Meath where they discovered like on the grounds of a church, a relatively recent, like just mass grave of babies. Um, yeah. Um, uh, There's a reason why we hate the Catholic church in Ireland. <laughs> well, I mean, I get that, but like aren't, uh, 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 that's really like, uh, that's a real Catholic way of getting around the no abortion thing. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> Um, but yeah, no, like shit like that. And then this, this hospital again, that's being handed over to the nuns is at this point, like, God, just like billions over budget at this point to the point of like, no, like third party contractor who comes in and looks at the plans is like, this shouldn't cost this much at all. Where the fuck is this money going? Ireland is real horny for public private partnerships. Mm. Um, and that is where like I will, and both Fianna Fáil and Fine Gael are massively in favour of that's how you do shit in Ireland of take public money give it to the private sector where did all the money go? I guess we have to do austerity again <laughs> I like I, I am always in favour of, of uh, you know nations and parties and, and just you know groups of cool people who never seem to learn their lesson does this have anything to do with Apple? yeah <laughs> Both parties, so if anyone doesn't know, there's the whole thing where the EU ruled that Apple owes us like, God, 14 billion or something like that in taxes. Um, and both, Fine Gael was in charge of the government for this thing happening, but both parties have basically said they wouldn't take the money. And both parties want to preserve Ireland's like tax haven status. Um, I think a lot of people who are idiots online will point out to our like 13.5% corporate tax rate um, as being the problem, which it isn't. The problem is that like the big giant companies that we have in Ireland don't even pay that. Our, like Apple was found to be paying like 0.001% effective tax rate. Um, I think we paid Starbucks rather than them paying us. Shit like that. Yeah. So classic shit. And then it also makes the left wing... That became a big story, 
and that I think made the left wing more viable in Ireland mm. because that's the ultimate rebuttal to any kind of like where will the money come from question of just like well <laughs> if anyone remembers the story from a couple of months ago yeah yeah we all have uh, um, short memories um, okay before we move on I want to know what is the pothole app can we talk about the pothole app pothole app <laughs> Um, yeah, this I think was this is like the first thing I put in the notes because uh, it was just the ultimate like chef's kiss mwah, of like Fianna Fáil as a party of neoliberal managers. Um, this was in their fucking manifesto. This was like worthy of spilling ink over. Of one of the things they were going to suggest was an app that would again probably be like a public-private partnership of just like we've we've we paid Apple again um, <laughs> to make this for us uh, of an app that would just report where a pothole is. Mm. I'm, I'm, I have an app. Uh, it's called Venmo, but the only person you can Venmo is Apple. Just <laughs> oh, like nice. two cents. Like keep keep up the good work, uh, whoever's in charge. <laughs> the now. only person you I want to say Tim Pool, who's <laughs> the CEO of Apple. Tim Cook. Tim Cook. Yeah. The only person. Keep cooking. Tim Pool is that really <laughs> Tim, tragic. Tim, Tim Apple. <laughs> Um, that they should change their name to Apple. They would make it easier. Yeah, just yeah. whoever becomes the head of Apple, just it's their last title, name basically. is yeah, Tim Apple, <laughs> Duke of Apple. <laughs> That's the real Irish monarch. Wait, so uh, it was continue. just an it was just an app just to point out where a pothole was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it did is, it did nothing else. It, it was it didn't exist yet, right? It doesn't exist. Okay. No, no, no. That's good the, that it, it doesn't was, exist. It was the manifesto. Okay, cool. real quick. So it's in this year's manifesto. Yes. Oh. Okay. So what they're referencing is an app that was made by the city of Boston or somebody in Boston that was made back in like 2010 yeah. to identify potholes. Yeah. And okay, if, if my timeline's correct, they developed it in 2010 and it didn't work. <laughs> it just doesn't work. I mean, Boston like has a ton of problems. If you know anything about the big dig, they tried to put the whole highway underneath the city. It kind of worked, but it was ridiculously expensive. Traffic is terrible. Yeah, there's potholes in, in all the streets. So they're like, let's make an app that will identify where the pothole is. And then it didn't work. And like two Wait, or three but, years later... But they just identify where it is. Like there's exactly. no... There's exactly. No one you like... No. This, it's not like a 3D printer where you can print a pothole-sized plug. It's like the top minds bit from the end of the Indiana Jones movie. <laughs> I'm just like, top minds are on us. But we're just, top <laughs> minds. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, so you're telling me that then that they would actually like allocate money for an app instead of just fixing the fucking potholes. Wait, wait. So it didn't work. <laughs> And in 2013 or 2014, yeah. they're like, I know the answer. Another pothole app. We have to crowdsource the pothole app. And there was literally, they bragged about this, that there was like tens of thousands of, of the top minds on this making the app. I remember because I had friends going to school, engineering students in Boston, so whose cool. fucking senior thesis was working on the pothole app. And then and it was like, you get $25,000 from like Goldman Sachs or whatever, like Liberty <laughs> Mutual or whoever's uh, fucking... Uh, offering the prize money. That's so and cool. Then, That's literally like that that couple that like asked people to give them money so they could travel the world. <laughs> like they had money themselves, but they're like, we're influencers. We don't need to fucking do this. Yeah, That's right. so cool. Gotta be honest. Tim's. So as far as I understand, uh, they made a new app. I just, they didn't like, no one was like, it's my app. You're welcome, Boston. They just took the best suggestions and there's a new app that also sucks. Uh, the data that I saw, I think this is from a few years ago from... NPR or something, was that of 19,000 potholes reported in the city of Boston, 3,000 were through the app. So that's still the vast majority, someone being like, yeah, there's, there's, there's a, a pothole. pothole. <laughs> uh, like, yeah, the city workers going around, like, writing it down. I like the idea of crowdsourcing it, because, like, that's literally, okay, 
peek behind the curtain of Kieran's life. But that's like literally an example given on like statistical significance of like you only need one person to identify there's a pothole in the road. You don't need to wait for a statistically significant number of people to like point that the road is broken. You can just look yourself, the road is broken. But then there's like, we need to crowdsource this. It's like, three people are reporting there's a pothole here. It's like, you know the rule, David. If it isn't 25, it's garbage data. <laughs> what it represents for me is it's real peak Obama era mindset, especially yeah. in Boston, where it's like, if you like your pothole, you can keep it. The data will solve <laughs> everything. Like they yes. were fucking making movies about being a cool data person and be like, you know, Brad Pitt does data to run a baseball yeah. team. Yeah, I was literally just going <laughs> to fucking think that's fucking money ball shit. It's like, yeah, you know, you can, you can, uh, you know. Uh, 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 yeah. Uh, but this, this is the, the thing about this is though, is while I feel like the people in the States, like the Obama clique kind of like believed in that. I don't think Fianna Fáil does. They just think this is what we can do to get young people an app about potholes. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if Obama believes it either. I think he's just more, I think he was surrounded by people who did though. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. The pothole app was just perfect. I loved it to bits. Uh, we freed ourselves from the tyranny of data. First, we destroyed the New York Times election needle. <laughs> now the pothole app. <laughs> we will not cast our own powers onto some you know, data or onto some other idea of some agent in history. It is only our collective action. Mm, nice. Uh, anything else about the two... It, it, uh, our thinking. large twin sons running yeah. this running this country. So, like one of their ways of <laughs> both dressed up with in pinstripe yeah. suits with large hats, doing a maybe a, a routine where they trip over each other. <laughs> <laughs> you still have to applaud and give them money at the end. I think the the one other ways I've heard summarizing the base of like Fianna Fáil and Fine Gael is Fianna Fáil is Fine Gael is a party of landlords and Fianna Fáil is a party of rich farmers, um, and also just like. This election was really fucking dire from them, which is great. But like the best place that Fine Gael did was Mayo. And I was like, oh, why did they do so well in Mayo? I looked into it. The guy they ran was like a former like Ireland all-star like hurling player. That fucking ridiculous sport I showed you that one time. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Like he was just a former athlete. They run a celebrity and everyone was like, mm, yes, yep. We're <laughs> voting for him. Um, the rest of them did terribly. Um both leaders of the parties did really bad in their own seats. Uh, they weren't in in the first count. They didn't come first in both their constituencies. In both their constituencies, they were beaten by a Sinn Féin candidate. Um, the video I think I showed you, Nick, when you were you were out texting for Bernie, text for Bernie, <laughs> yeah, was Michal Mar- not Michal Martin, Leo Varadkar. Um, arriving at his constituency because the savvy thing you do is you arrive as a politician just before the count that you think you're going to get in on. It's like it's like you know when you get paid money to show up to the club for one hour. Yes, exactly yeah. that. You show up, you say you were there, you do a little bit of press, you get the like photo op of you going, "Yeah, we did it." Leo Varga comes in thinking he's going to get in on the third count, and he doesn't. <laughs> and there is this video footage of. His face dropping. It's wonderful. And then all you hear throughout the rest of the night is people just being like, it looks like he's not going to get in the fucking fourth count either. Each count takes fucking hours. 
Um, it's like a corner speed to a recording session. Yeah. <laughs> Aha. A pain that only we get. <laughs> no, no, only me. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, okay. Yeah. So what's the best way to proceed, Kieran? Should we talk about Sinn Féin, who, you know, is hashtag bay for the whole left around the world? Mm. Um, or should we talk about the housing crisis um, that precipitated this political moment? Yeah. What's, what's our what's our what's our We're tactical inroad? I, I think we'll talk about health and housing because that's like the two big issues. I'll do health very quickly because that's easy to summarize. Ireland doesn't have universal health care. Uh, oh, just drink more water. Just walk it off. <laughs> walk it off, pretty much. Um, we are nowhere near as bad as the states. Don't get it wrong because it's basically like. So, like, in the States, you're all being, basically being conned. Like, there's this tiny pill, and it's like, yeah, that's worth 20,000 euro, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, Ireland is being conned, but we still exist in, like, a European market. So, we're getting the European prices of the pill, of the, like, medicine, the pills, the equipment, or whatever. It's just the government isn't footing the bill. Um, so, the prices end up being lower than the States, but still shitty. And no matter what price you put on something, it's going to exclude someone. Um, an example that I always remember off the top of the head to go even see a doctor for a checkup is 70 euro that's if he doesn't prescribe you anything or anything like that um, yeah there's private insurances blah 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 it's not good um, we tried to build a NHS equivalent in 2006 I think is when we got that started some people at home might know where this story is going <laughs> Um, did they make did they make an app and can crowdsource it or whatever? No, the plan was to basically start from the poorest people and like go tax bracket up, 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 and up. So there is the HSE, and that does exist for Ireland's very poorest, but it's a shockingly underfunded system. Um, a lot of story people being like stories of people being like left out on trolleys for ages, women. Uh, women's like ovary cysts diagnosis being like offshored or like thrown away to a third party company and then them being like yeah you're fine and then turns out a couple of years later they're not and now they're dying that's what happens in a socialist country like ireland there's long <laughs> waiting times you know um uh, uh i didn't i didn't fight for this country so that uh we could have a, a socialist medic medical system my grandfather didn't fight for franco so that we would be told what to do by doctors. <laughs> um, I just love that that's like, like just uh, one of the stereotypical answers that I get back always whenever I message a Trump supporter with the texting thing is literally that of like, uh, uh, read your history. Uh, I didn't fight for this country so we could become socialist. And I'm like, you should have. Like, that would have been cool. <laughs> I obviously, I'm, no, I'm obviously a good boy and I write nothing back. <laughs> I write, all of your uh, friends in the war died in vain. I'm sorry. <laughs> I do like Rob does not do that. Rob hasn't <laughs> Rob Rob writes nothing. He's a good boy. I do like the idea of like a Finnegale voter in Ireland that's still just in the like Spanish Civil War mindset of just like someone on Irish television being like, We should have our own Irish NHS and him just being like there like do I detect a Catalonian accent? <laughs> <laughs> Love get my gun. Um yeah, so that's the health, like health situation. Yeah, and the two main parties don't... What is their plan? <laughs> Rub some dirt on it? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> um, they, they both basically say that making anything comparable to what uh, any other European country has is too expensive. Well, it just doesn't work for a giant, diverse country like Ireland. Yes. You know, like, <laughs> you know, okay, Norway, I see you got, you got everything you could want. But. Ireland has, count them, 
two native ethnicities. <laughs> the yeah, no, it, it it's yeah, it's garbage. Uh, complete lie. Basically, every other party that's like nominally left wing is talking about like an Irish NHS. Um, then the next one and the big one is housing. Um, homelessness population in Ireland is ridiculous. I think the homeless population of Dublin is higher than Berlin, uh, even though Berlin has basically the population of all of Ireland. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Um, or comparable to it anyway. The fucking what have we got? There's like basically no social housing. Um, all social housing was built in the seventies, and nothing has been built since. All housing that's built by the private sector is for high-income earners. There is basically no way to get into the property market. That is why me and my wife are in this country and why everyone I know is no longer in Ireland. So see, some good comes out of the political yeah. situation. Why you, why you, why you want to change it? We, how are we going to make more Irish friends? <laughs> the um, average rent in the country nationwide is like €1,700 for a one-bedroom per month. Uh, Dublin rent, which is where you have to be if you want the job, is 2100 per month for a single bedroom. Um, there's lots of ads regularly coming up of people like renting out couches for 400 euro a month in like the corner of their apartment. The the whole situation... What was the one with the bathroom? That was just there was a bed in a bathroom? Yeah, yeah, that was like 1500 Oh, wow, nice. You couldn't even open the bathroom door because the bed was in the way. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah no, absolute shit show. And this affects everyone, so it's awful. Um, no one can get onto the property market anymore because Ireland, unlike Germany, and like Germany is very unique in this sense, uh, you are expected to buy a house at some point. Um, so, but no one can get onto it because no one has the means because rent is so high. No one has the means to save up for a sufficient deposit, and housing is completely overvalued as it is. Finnegal had a hilarious plan. Um, which for their like buying scheme, which one, they weren't going to pay for any of the land, only the cost of the actual house. But anyone who knows that land is the most expensive part of buying a house. And um, one of the examples they gave was like a single mother. who, <laughs> yeah. yeah, you remember this, like a single mother. And they were like going through all these things of like her rent is 400 euro a month. That exists <laughs> nowhere in the country. She makes um, she makes uh, like what fifty five thousand a month is like that's like ten <laughs> percent of the population is on that no like fifty five thousand a year and then like and then gets to that last line and she has a small plot of land <laughs> I'm like what the fuck is this person um, yeah the examples Fina Gale gave for their like housing scheme uh, basically like no one they gave was uh, below the average wage average wage in Ireland is like thirty thousand euro a year and. Like 63% of the country is on less than that. So, yeah. And so what do you give? Is, Wait, it, so just, how, is how, it just how, cynical or are they like, well, the people don't, those other people don't exist. They, sh- they shouldn't. Yeah. How do you like, all right. This is average, not median. No, 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 no. Uh, I definitely okay, get that. Yeah, fair enough. What is then an average monthly wage in Ireland then? What is an average monthly wage in Ireland? Yeah. Because uh, like uh, minimum wage in Berlin is like the price of then rent yeah. in Ireland for that month. Yeah, I know you no, you couldn't live on Berlin wages at all in Ireland. Uh, what is the average wage in Ireland? Um fuck I That was minimum wage that I said. Like. Minimum wage. Minimum wage is seven euros something per hour. Oh, okay. Um you 
you'd be on, I think if you were on like a nine to five working every weekday, I think it's something like 18,000 a year. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's like a take home of just over a thousand, which... So you're only paying rent. Only then. paying rent, yeah, basically. Fucking if you're in Dublin. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so that's the housing crisis. And yeah, it's a really bad situation. Ireland, like Dublin is more expensive than London. Okay, but you know, that's no reason to not vote for Finna Fall and Finna Gale. <laughs> they're nice. They're nice people. They deserve together maybe like, okay, maybe not 70%, but you know, 65%. <laughs> Uh, on. <laughs> you can't you can't demand these radical ideas no, radical. I know right fucking hell so yeah um, so basically housing was the number one issue of this election I think the problem with Fine Gael, entitled millennials right uh, if we stop buying so many goddamn lattes the how about you have stop having a few uh, you know not so many spice bags and start <laughs> Start working in a <laughs> <laughs> the spice bag factory. <laughs> the um, yeah, housing ended up being the number one like topic of this election, which I think anyone who was on the ground could have predicted. Like I certainly predicted, Fine Gael's, like poor performance was probably down to the fact that they thought Brexit was going to be the number one issue because like that was why they were doing a high in the polls before because they were like being tough on the Brits kind of thing, but that just when it came to an actual election, we were like, no, nah, we have our own shit to take care of. So, yeah, that's the situation. Okay, so we have to get into Sinn Féin. Yeah. They got the most results yes. in the election. Why? They they were just hot. They just they, they, they came out looking good. Yeah. Everyone woke up one morning and was like, 32 county <laughs> Republican. Oh, gee, actually, yeah. So when they ran in like Galway West, started like a whole online debate with me about the like viability of having candidates with a fade. Like, like on their hair. With a what? Like a fade. <laughs> <laughs> on his hair. Because uh, everyone was like, oh, this, 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 this Sinn Féin candidate's a bit of a snack. And I'm like, I think he just has a fade. <laughs> That's all it is. Um, but yeah. The Yo, I just, I hate these, these hip-hop Sinn Féin <laughs> Hip hop Sinn Fein candidates. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, current Sinn Fein a little flashy. <laughs> I don't know if they're the lunch pail uh, Sinn Fein of yesteryear, but we'll 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 let Kieran tell us. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, what, what, so why did they do so well? They did so well because I'd say two things. Uh, one, they're probably the next most viable party after Fianna Fáil and Fianna Gael. They've always been Ireland's third party. Um, well, that's not true. Sometimes there's been other, but but more historically, yeah. The next thing, and I think the most important thing, and probably the thing that everyone on the international left could be like the, the pop and the pop and the champagne, as you would say, is that they campaigned on the left. They courted a left wing vote. They got a left wing vote. It propelled them to power effectively. They have right of initiative now to like form a government. If they can't do it, then the president has to give it to like the next biggest party. To like, okay, you try. But oh, yeah. or the 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 sweet president. The sweet president, yes. Oh, what's his name again? Michael D. Higgins. The D stands for Danson. <laughs> <laughs> Can he just like? I don't know. I don't want to see him do anything bad. Like, don't. Yeah, no, he won't. He's a darling. Okay, thank yeah. goodness. You uh, had me scared for a second. So if so, yeah. From what I heard, housing was a big push in mm-hmm. Sinn Fein. Yeah. Um, who is this Owen O'Brien figure? And Owen O'Brien. 
O'Brien, excuse mm -hmm. me. Um, he's the housing minister. I mean, if they're not in government, he's not a minister. Yeah, but yeah. Director. He's, he's their housing thing. guy. So yeah, he's like a historical first. Like this yeah. is the first time anyone. He's like a household name now, and he's the first time anyone's housing person who's like not in government has become a like a household name. There's a pun in here somewhere. I'm not finding it. <laughs> it doesn't matter if he's a household name. No one has a house. Ah, there hey, you go. Yo, whoa. <laughs> print but that. He's like a technocrat, basically. He's like a big believer in social housing. He'll point to like social housing schemes that were done in like elsewhere in Europe, mainly the Nordic countries, and being like, look, massive housing schemes is fucking possible. Um, he's, he's your like one to watch within Sinn Féin now because... You basically have this the two sides of Sinn Fein. You've got like Sinn Fein practicing what we preach Sinn Fein, we're actually left wing now. And he's in the media that's called the Obrin wing of the party, the Owen Obrin wing of the party. Versus Jerry Adams Sinn Fein, which is just republicanism, whatever other policy is whatever. Like there's no other policy other than a United Ireland. Um, which has just kind of devolved into get power at whatever means necessary. Um, the current leader of Sinn Féin is definitely belonging to that wing, Mary Lou MacDonald, but she has acknowledged like, and has run the campaign from a left-wing perspective because she knew that was what was going to get her into power. Um, but like, she's so irrelevant in this that she's not the namesake for this, like right. new Sinn Féin. So you were saying before we started recording that Sinn Féin pulled this now we're going to get into Sinn Féin are they good <laughs> um that the last election which was 2015 2016. 2016 that Sinn Féin had a similar move platform. Yeah. Uh, yeah, platform. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Jerry Adams was still the leader they campaigned on this left-wing stuff um their result was like 12 percent or something like that not, yeah not they, they yeah. did all right um decent but yeah yeah almost half of what they did this time uh, and then Jerry Adams was just like, yeah, I don't, <laughs> didn't, didn't believe any of that anyway. Yeah, no. So, th yeah, this is where you get into, like, uh, Sinn Féin's weird history and Sinn Féin's, like, like, the inherent contradictions in, like, Irish republicanism, which, like, the IRA was, like, this militant left-wing organization. Um, I think people made comparisons to, like, Maoist. Like, they would, they would label them as Maoist. Um, they worked in solidarity with the Intifada, the Black Panther Party, things like that. Like they were good, but at the same time, it was also wrapped up in traditional Catholicism, which during the Cold War was vehemently anti-communist. Everything anti-communist yeah. because it was a threat to religion. But so are, you're talking about the provisional IRA. Were they really so like pro-Catholic? Because um, there was also the more traditional, like official IRA, right? That had also Marxist tendencies, but maybe more traditional Marxist yeah, rather yeah. than yeah, your Black Panthers. So there, there's an issue there where like the IRA almost becomes its own separate thing. Like Sinn Fein and the IRA are heavily tied up together, but Sinn Fein was more often than not the people talking to the community. So it didn't matter if the PIRA, the RIRA, the CIRA, like didn't matter what their like actual good left-wing beliefs were if the actual local Sinn Féin candidate dictated the message. And uh, I strongly recommend anyone who into reading um, it's a book by, what's his name? Aim McCann, I think, but it's called A War and an Irish Town. And he, that goes through basically, even in the first chapter, just all the contradictions within 
Irish republicanism, namely in the North, very anti-union at times, um, very anti-strike, very traditional in its Catholic beliefs, um, would celebrate any figure that came from like the Republic of Ireland because they were in power and came from the Republic of Ireland, including Eamon de Valera, who is like basically the guy who did all of the like Catholic fuckery on a governmental level in Ireland. That's why we had like such stringent divorce laws, abortion laws. Like when the Pope came to visit, he kissed his ring, like and kneeled down. What, what are you going to do? It's like uh, Vincente Fox, the president of Mexico. Like he got in trouble for that when the Pope, pope visited, and yeah, he kissed the ring or something. Yeah. And the, the, he was like, "He's the Pope. He's the fucking Pope. What, what, what am I supposed to do? Like, come on." Uh, yeah. So, like, yeah, that that's always been this inherent contradiction. This is why, like, even Labour as a party in Ireland exists. Like, that's the party of historically Joseph Connolly, like Ireland's big boy, swinging dick Marxist. And um, many people will point out he'd be ro- he's rolling in his grave based on what Labour does nowadays. But like they still have all the unions basically in Ireland, right? And is there so my understanding? Uh, doing a little research, listening to a friend of the show, David Swanson, yeah, um, that point. maybe the official IRA line, if it's more Marxist, that's also more worker focused and not as. Um, you know, whether you're Protestant or a Catholic, you're still a worker, yeah. right? And whereas the maybe the more famous IRA, the provisional IRA now, would be, yeah, maybe more tied to uh, Catholic, I don't know, what, what you want to call it. Yeah. So Direct like, action. This is, this is the whole thing of, like, Ireland's supposed sectarian war of, like, oh, it's about Catholic or Protestant, when in reality it really wasn't. Those were just shorthands for saying Protestant was shorthand for you are of a Scots-British settler descent and Catholic is shorthand for you are of ethnic Irish descent. Um, someone knew who was Catholic but had the last name like Parnell or Stuart would probably get on fine in Northern Ireland compared to someone who was Protestant but had the last name O'Connell. Like, yeah, this was... The nature of these religions playing a part in it is... is overestimated and any kind of movement that tends to focus on that kind of just eventually becomes somewhat ethno-nationalist um Sinn Féin for that reason of like we are a nationalist party but we are a left-wing nationalist party which is historically true is still confusing to a lot of the people who get like swept up in the net the this election like whole cycle actually began with a Sinn Féin councillor who was basically reprimanded for the party for saying on what is basically his Irish Joe Rogan podcast that he didn't trust Leo Varadkar because he wasn't a family man, dog whistle goes off, uh, and because he wasn't actually Irish because Leo Varadkar is of Indian descent, which is complete bullshit. He was born in Drogheda. He's terrible for other reasons. Like, don't get me wrong, but like, this is the kind of like low-level stuff that Sinn Féin is attracting without much... Either just like... Either they're, you can either say incompetence, stupidity, or malice. At this point, I would put it on competence and stupidity. Stupidity. Yeah. So then, what have they been doing for the past thirty years? <laughs> and so, what what positioned <laughs> them to to get the result that they did? Um, for the last thirty years, like, God, when was thirty years ago? Hey, I'm almost thirty. Indeed. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you can say twenty then. I mean, yeah. Twenty. Twenty. Twenty-five. So, yeah, yeah, so, so like, what have they been doing since, let's say, the Good Friday Agreement? Yeah. The Good Friday Agreement is like the watershed moment because 
and even for a bit after that, they were kind of a pariah in Irish politics because Ireland wanted to like move away from the terrorism and blah blah blah. Um, and it was falling, and Ireland as a whole was falling into the narrative of the IRA was bad. Um, I think now, especially a younger generation, doesn't really buy that or just finds it completely irrelevant. Um, actually, a hilarious thing that's been happening in Ireland with this election is watching like all the liberal smears like attempted mudslinging and being like, you can't vote for Sinn Féin. That's the party of terrorists. And it's just like liberal establishment like grabbing at tools to try and like see what works. And of course it doesn't work because no one under the age of... Like you have 18-year-olds now born in like after the year 2000. None of them, none of them give a fuck. Like I barely give a fuck. Like uh, the Good Friday Agreement was 1997. I was seven years old when that happened. Yeah, so, like, no one gives a shit about their association with the IRA. They care about what's in their manifesto. Um, before we move on to the other left-wing parties, just for our listeners around the world, yeah. they love, you know, they are inspired by the struggle of the IRA mm-hmm. and uh, leftists in Ireland. What should they think about Sinn Féin? <laughs> Modern Sinn Féin, let's say that, because there is, like, so many historical versions of Sinn Féin. Modern Sinn Féin, I would say, it's like... Uh, I guess the term would be like critical support is probably the way you want to put it. Like you can be excited for this. There's plenty of reasons to be excited about this election, namely due to the defeat of Fianna Fáil and Fianna Gael. However, I do not trust Sinn Féin as far as I can throw them, uh, which is to say now that there's more of them, it's harder to throw them. So that becomes <laughs> a thing. Um, like that's basically uh not to skip ahead too much but there was a left-wing party that was basically their whole um motivation their whole thing this election was basically to get every nominally left-wing party to say they won't work with Fianna Fáil Fianna Gael and Sinn Féin kept skirting that question and there was like one one and a half days of Sinn Féin talking to other left-wing parties before they're like we want to talk to Fianna Fáil now yeah, it's, we're recording this Saturday night. Um, yeah. Maybe something will change by the time it's released or you hear it, but it seems, yeah, it seems like Sinn Féin, Fin Fall is the closest. Uh, that pairing is, if, if this were Love Island or something, that yeah, pairing is heating up. And that would be, like, Fin Fall have said they don't want to do it. We can, we can talk about that later, but, like, the, like, you, if you were an actually left-wing party, if you had any decent historical sense, like, of modern Irish electoral history, if you were a party that was actually advocating for change, you wouldn't touch these two parties with a 10-foot pole, basically. You would, like Sinn Féin has so much to gain by just continuing, the, continuing to be in opposition. Like they, can, they can get together with all the other left-wing parties. They can make like Ireland's first actual shadow cabinet, like they do in the UK, of being like, oh, the government released their position on housing. Here's ours. Look how much sexier it is. Basically, and then go into the next election and fucking get an actual majority this time. Um, but I think everything so far has indicated that they are going for power. A couple of other things that I would say about like comparing this to other international, I think other things that like, namely English speaking left wing international has been excited about would be like Bernie and Corbyn. Bernie and Corbyn, like one thing you can say about both of them is. They were kind of both on the outskirts of politics. They have been consistently on the right side of history and their opinions haven't changed basically since they started on politics. They've held the same opinions since then. Maybe they adopted some new stuff, but like they said something 
X years ago about gay people. That's now the con- like consensus. Like gay people are good um, when everyone was saying they weren't. Sinn Féin doesn't have that. Mary Lou McDonald, the current leader, is not that. She used to be in Fianna Fáil. All right. Yeah. Um, Sinn Féin as a party structure is also incredibly authoritarian. There is like no internal party democracy. So there is no chance of anything like momentum happening. If anything, like even the youth wing, like uh, Ogre Sinn Féin, which is Sinn Féin's youth wing, um, Ogre Sinn Féin, I should say, is... um, their like public message is aggressively more left wing, but like they have no method to actually challenge the leadership and drive them to the left. There, there's basically no evidence, as far as I can see, that disproves the statement Sinn Fein pivoted to the left for the purposes of getting power. There's basically nothing. They have no. Uh, they've associated themselves with activists, namely around repeal the eighth and stuff like that. But if you talk to those activists themselves, they'll say like we're more fluid. We supported Sinn Féin because they seem like the best option in this election. Um, they have no like ground base. They have no union association, even though unions are very weak in Ireland. There's nothing there that represents anything even close to what you would call like a left-wing Marxist mass party. So one last question before we get into the smaller left parties. Mm-hmm. Then why did they win? Does Irish nationalism carry some... Is it just because they're third on the list and the first two suck? Is it because the project of Irish nationalism carries something mm-hmm. plus, un- like, like it's an extra throw? Like yeah, yeah. that combined with the left-wing politics is enough for people and that's why they're number one. Is it because people, they, yeah, I don't know. What, yeah. what, what gives them the bump? So one thing is, one other side of this is that like the other two kind of like sucked really hard this election. Like they fucking f- tripped over their own dicks. Um... Because, like, this result for Sinn Féin, like, it's a massive growth, but it's also, like, there has been times when parties have gotten this many seats, but Fine, Fine Fáil or Fine Gael was just miles ahead, so it didn't matter. But I would say it's because they campaigned on the left. People believed in their manifesto. They were actually quite quiet about the republicanism stuff. Uh, I think Mary Lou MacDonald herself said her red line for a coalition was not a united Ireland, which basically any Sinn Féin party leader would have said in the past, or one of them, um, she said it was the rent freeze. She said that was her red line, that's the only thing she wants to pass, basically. And I think that's their strategy at the moment, is like, get into government with one of the monster parties, pass the rent freeze, hope that endears them to people. Assuming nothing goes wrong in that process, which it inevitably will. (laughs) All right. (laughs) (laughs) What could go wrong? Yeah, let's right. see what happens. Okay, let's go through. What are your favorite uh, left wing parties? Oh, I don't know. We go favorite to least favorite, funniest to least funniest. Um, I don't know if there's any Sinn Fein anecdotes we wanted to share. I don't think so. Not really. Uh, they probably murdered some people. It's yeah. fine. It, it, it is literally Hank Scorpio from The Simpsons. It's just like a really nice terrorist. Um, <laughs> if you want, okay, Kieran said, very authoritative, uh, authoritarian party. If you want to push Sinn Féin uh, left, you need to start your own IRA. I know there's a lot of them. <laughs> the username you want is probably taken. Yes. So yeah, IRA 6726, that one's, yeah. that one's available. I just checked. Make that, you know, do like say some communist shit. And, you know, then you'll be like, oh, Sinn Féin, you got to come with us. Blow up a <laughs> pub. <laughs> with IRA. Yeah. Um, yeah, Jesus Christ. 
Okay, so the other... Blow up uh, international company redacted. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Let's just call them Californian tech company named after (laughs) a fruit. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, so other other parties in Ireland. I I think we we can open this up a bit. Um, let's go through some of the hilarious parties. Um, one that I showed to Nick during this time was uh, the Irish Freedom Party, or IFP. <laughs> I loved, I absolutely, like, this man's energy is so cool. Okay, I thought we were going to do the left, but we can do the alt No, 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 <laughs> I, I want this guy first because I, um, I, I really just... The video is so good because he's just on the side of a road in front of a Sinn Fein like office, yeah, office, yeah. and a and a a, a, a poster. Yeah. Whoever the the um, representative for his, his area, his is. Uh, the video, like his the, the the miking situation and the video is the exact same production value as when my brother and I made a movie when we were nine. <laughs> I mean, and we just had a handheld camera and I, we would just yell from across the room. It and, is very like. Ang- like angrily talk like the genre of YouTube of angry man talks to the camera in his own car. Yeah, yeah. But like you then realize the car actually serves a very good audio function for just like using the camera's mic. Yeah, exactly. And this is just he the thing I liked first is that he went there, put his own poster above the Sinn Fein poster. Yeah. And uh, what's this guy's name again? The guy we were talking yeah. we were talking about Peter Casey. Peter Casey. Yeah. Or Patter Casey. Patters is the Irish for Peter. Okay. Yeah, well, he, he just kept saying to about the Sinn Féin... Peter Casey. Yeah, fellow, that uh, that um, uh, his poster is above his because he's more man than him. He's ten times the man. Ten times the man that he is. Yeah. And that he doesn't understand what... I, it was just... It was... It was cool just <laughs> seeing this like really shitty quality video I, on the I side of a road his campaign poster because it just had like him with his border collie dog in the photo as well yeah it's it's uh uh how many votes did he get uh he got over a thousand he deserved in, like, every one of those <laughs> in like a like one of the least most populated areas in ireland donegal um, and like i loved the just like like because there is a real like like um real like red state american vibe with that too of like the dude who's in the car who's like now you know listen here you fucking little buttercup this is why trump is good it's the exact same vibe with that if it was just irish like there was the things things that he was talking about like oh you don't know what irish nationalism is it was like the starting point for then ireland is going to be controlled by sharia law you are a muslimic style terrorist yeah and it was like like yeah i i um I don't know um, exactly what he is necessarily talking about, nor do I uh, really uh, care to further uh, find out more of his opinions about it. Slightly unrelated. Pretty sure I went to high school with a guy named Peter Casey. (laughs) This is him now. Where is he he now? He's in Ireland. Fake Ulster accent. Um, Yeah, so I I think that leads in nicely to what I want to talk about, which is uh, Ireland finally... And concerningly, has its alt-right now. That's also what Julius Nero said. Ireland, (laughs) (laughs) just like the US, will get it alt-right. I mean, it makes sense in the sense that, I mean, the right wing in uh, this new alt-right, whatever you want to call it, in the US and in a lot of parts of Europe is a response to, you know, economic crises and the failure of the establishment parties. And it's almost surprising that in Ireland, where there's a very intense failure of establishment parties and an intense economic crisis, that there's not more of a all right. Yeah, I'm genuinely surprised that there is an Irish Golden Dawn yet. Good on, good on you. Yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. I, I think it's it is like the I think it's this weird cocktail because when we had 
Um, we had They're called Irish car bombs. Yes, yeah, so <laughs> right. classic Irish cocktail. Um, but we talked about in the, uh, the episode we did with radical reflections on like the Irish colonial mindset as kind of like being something that constantly undercuts like your self worth as like a person, as a nation, as a people. Um, that plays a powerful role in backing away the fascism because it's very hard to like undercut yourself and also think you're like the best thing ever. There also wasn't an electoral system made out of like an Operation Gladio system because like the reason why Greece and Italy have such just bonkers mm. fucking systems yep. is because uh, Italy's is Operation Gladio and Greece is just like the same thing. Yeah. Which it's, is just like the fascist like like how 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 many ways can we like you know contort a swastika into you know <laughs> The Greek system is like like if you were like bullying your younger brother and being like oh, no actually I get 50 more points so <laughs> like just to like troll him. If you want it, if you <laughs> yeah. want it, which is the funniest part about that one. But I mean yeah, like like in the sense like the US in those two cases just like kept trying to prop up just some weird, you know, leftover fascist movements where Ireland didn't have that, nope. you know, like it, the, the British didn't come and they're all like, oh yeah, the blue shirts, like we're going to make this into a party and it, it, they're, they're going to control you and you can't really vote them out no matter how hard you try. Yeah, uh, thankfully Ireland got its independence um, before that really became like a, a thing. Before Operation Gladio. <laughs> before Operation Gladio, yeah, basically. Uh, our voting system is complicated but beautiful and works perfectly and everyone should use it anyway uh the person he was doing the video in front of actually just got the most votes in that county <laughs> um look who's you know uh wait how, how many more times over did he win he got twenty one thousand. damn he's twenty one thousand. he's 21 times the man that he is yeah <laughs> he got um he all he got almost double the um amount of votes needed to actually get the seat king yeah absolute king but anyway um yeah, so we've got the Irish Freedom Party, which came out from a Brexit, which was barely a thing, but they're loud and annoying on Twitter. Um, we have the National Party, which wants to set up like a Catholic theocracy. Um, the leader of that party made a name for himself by being basically the only party leader who opposed to like the repeal of the Eighth Referendum. Um, yeah, and we have Aintu, which is like a guy who used to be with Sinn Féin, but really, really hates abortion. So he's now. I think that's also again another dude who just makes videos in his car. Pretty much, I think that also illustrates the weird position Sinn Fein is in, where you can have like someone in Sinn Fein be very successful in his local constituency, be with Sinn Fein for basically life, but then like leave them over one issue, and then becomes Ireland's most viable right wing party. Um, Sounds like Austria. Yeah. Right. The. Yeah, so that exists now, which is weird and shit. And they're very loud online. They're much louder than any kind of like left-wing Irish Twitter, which is disturbing. Um, but other actual viable parties. Let's talk about them. The Greens also did well this election. They're terrible. <laughs> they're god-awful. Their most radical position at the moment is like a carbon tax. That's, yeah. their, that's their solution. They have strong Giefer Hofstadt vibes. Yeah. I mean, even worse... Uh, and I mean, it's slightly better in the sense that I think they identify the problem more directly, but then they're like, I don't know. <laughs> We're going to do something about it. What if we had an app for the environment? <laughs> Pretty much. Um, Yo, I'm going to hack the environment. Just you fucking watch. Uh, we will talk about this when we go through basically all the green parties of Europe, but they are like the 100% 
distilled ultimate example of every Green Party, which is uh, gets electoral success off the back of a bunch of movements that they weren't actually involved in. Uh, then, as soon as they get an ounce of power, do everything to undercut those movements from being successful. <laughs> Damn, is this foreshadowing? Yeah, pretty much. For uh, what is when's Germany's next election? Fuck, twenty twenty one. Pretty soon next year. Oh shit. Yeah, I, I the momentum that the Greens have is not like budged yet. No, in Germany, it's so fucking weird, and it, like obviously that would happen immediately. Like, yeah. First, the Greens just go into a coalition with the CDU, like, which just be fucking goofy as all hell. And it has existed before, like, don't yeah. get me wrong, but... Green Gurkha. Um, uh, yeah. The, yeah. Uh, I think the example I want to give of the Irish Green Party is they, last time they were in government, they were with Fianna Fáil. They rode a wave of protests to a huge showing of seats, namely around a campaign called Shell to Sea, which was to get rid of gas company Shell out of Irish waters. Um... And as soon as they got into coalition with Fianna Fáil after that election, they uh, stopped an investigation into like government funding of Shell Company. <laughs> so yeah, they're they're terrible. They had one cool candidate called Serge McHugh who was talking about setting up various Irish communes <clears throat> and guillotining the rich. Um, she didn't get elected, unfortunately. And if they go into government with one of the two monster parties, she's probably gone. Um, out of their party. Then uh, then we have Labour, who's basically Blairite and never stopped being Blairite. Well, they were the Greens. That was the 2016 election? Or they went no, into? Greens before that. They they were also blamed for the uh, financial crisis. Uh, okay, but then Labour did... Then it was Labour's turn in 2011 to yes. do the same exact thing. Like yeah. It's like the, the line in Arrested Development um, where, where they're talking about open relationship. But it could work for us. <laughs> <laughs> no, they were actually in that in that sentence. They were actually talking about mortgages. <laughs> no, wasn't it? It was the inflated mortgage because it was before two thousand eight. Yeah, 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 yeah. Buying the giant mansion house. Uh, okay. Yeah. These things almost Fixed never work, that. but for us. <laughs> but they also were like that was also part of the thing about yeah, how they the relationship. Yeah, yeah. Anyway. <laughs> The next, um, most of our like decent independent TDs, like MPs, come from Labour went into government for the Gale and all of them just pieced out and were like, no, fuck this. Um, so we actually have a lot of very good independent Are TDs. these the ones who gave just like the, like in European Parliament, I mean, they're yes. in European Parliament, obviously, but yeah. um, they gave uh, just... One, one yeah. called Guido Gobshite. Yeah, then he got reprimanded. Yeah. Which is really <laughs> fucking funny. Go out on top. What was he, there was another one too that then called out the Iowa caucus, didn't they? Yep. Yeah, like yeah. you have you got some real kings over there, uh, kings and queens. Because yeah. I think the the one who called out uh, it was a woman who called out the Iowa caucus thing, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Hello, hello, Irish Parliament. My name is Rob. I am a six year old boy from Massachusetts. <laughs> please, <laughs> please save me. Uh, Please develop an app to stop <laughs> the... I have so many bottles <laughs> from mortar fire. Uh, I did look it up because uh, I, I felt bad. I'm like, oh, are some people offended by Irish car bomb? It was invented in a Connecticut bar. Yes. You're welcome. <laughs> That's New England excellence, the baby. The least Irish New England state. <laughs> yeah, actually. Um, <laughs> was invented by some fancy lads at their Connecticut <laughs> estate, you know, yeah. when they where they where they weekend after spending all the long week in Manhattan. Yeah. They're like, this looks like an Irish car bomb. Made by traditional Irish American Rory John- Gilmore. Jonathan Worcestershire. <laughs> <laughs> um 
Yeah, then who else do we have who is nominally left? We have... Uh, do you mention Solidarity PvP? No, yeah, I'm going to leave them last because okay. they're good. The next one that did quite well is Social Democrats. They kind of were a split from Labour of being like Labour is no longer in any way left wing. Um, Social Democrats are pretty good, if not just like really uncharismatic and woefully technocratic. Um, they have like probably the best costed plan for making a national health service for Ireland and things like that. Um, but they've done well and it now falls to them to see if they're going to like prop up any shitty powers that be rather than make a left-wing coalition. And then last, we get the good boys, which is this smattering of various different parties, but they usually go under the name Solidarity hyphen people before profit. Um, they are all genuinely Marxist. They are at worst Trotskyists, <laughs> but like their manifesto is genuinely left wing. Um, one policy difference between them and Sinn Féin, particularly in terms of housing, was Sinn Féin wants to make a bunch of social housing um, less than them. I think their figure was like 30,000. Sinn Féin's is 10,000. Um, Sinn Féin uh, wants to do like means... Sorry. Sinn Féin wants to do like means-tested... Uh, Yo, fuck that. Yeah, social housing. Whereas people before profit solidarity want to do social housing open to anyone who applies, basically. Uh, we'll give a priority to people who desperately need it, but like, yeah. Um, is it is it weird that if, whenever the topic of social housing comes, I know that then everyone always, because this kind of came up uh, this week of all the weird um, like American anti-imps and Maoists and whatnot uh, when Bernie was like listing off countries that have universal health care. A lot of those countries like don't have it, but whatever. Um, then they're all like, uh, you didn't mention any, you know, socialist countries, which to be very fair, like they are like right about that. Why does, I, I never understand why like no one just ever mentions like just the Soviet model on housing. Like everyone gets a house. Yeah, It's not like, that wasn't the thing that strained the Soviet economy. <laughs> like... <laughs> I just I I'm all, I always find it really funny because it's like it, it just seems like an utterance from like left wing parties that like okay yeah obviously anti communism is like deeply in that but you can like actually look at social pro like like projects in relatively recent history of countries far poorer than you know yeah, most yeah. other European countries like it it like yeah they may not have been the best houses but every single fucking person in these countries had a house and your rent was like required to stay incredibly low in these countries like even like the thing that then's always talk about people in the gdr as is one of those things like i had education i had i had housing like yeah there were shit things like you know like the stasi existed or whatever which depending on who you talk to that's not even like a talking point mm. you know because i think that western history brings that out far too much because you know it's not like the west had you know the cia and shit like that just like you know mobbing around the entire world but yeah like i'm always just so amazed by that because like you mentioned earlier in the episode about like the the, the nordic thing mm. and i know that like people before profit there are like actual mark like like yes. tankies in their fucking party yes. and stuff like that like they're like they there's a lot of people who at least in the in, not interactions that, I, that i've had with them but that i've seen on Twitter and whatnot, like they're very much like a lot of like Soviet stands and shit like yeah, that, which is actually cool. Like, yeah. and it, especially with the colonial history of Ireland, it would make sense that there's a pretty like you know vocal um, yeah. group of people then who are like that. They, I think, I think they've learned in terms of media to routinely bring up Cuba. 
Yeah, yeah. Cuba has basically no stigma within Irish society historically, unlike the United States. Yeah, you could look at that as unique, or just that Ireland has a normal, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> normal view on the world. You're not li- like, yeah, that they support uh, Palestine, that they, support, yeah. you know, they support Cuba. It's like, yeah, but like any any other any other Western. I mean, okay, Ireland's also not part of NATO either, too, which maybe has a part to do with it as well. But any other Western European country, like you can really not make that comparison like even in like the fucking like scandinavian nordic countries like they're not gonna like you're not gonna go in there and be like well you know cuba has a good system and this and that and that because they're just gonna be like oh oz is the best blah 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 blah. Uh, and yeah they've got like a superiority complex yeah Yeah. they're also incredibly wealthier than cuba is too um so i think people before profit um they don't have a leader but the one who's kind of like viewed as the de facto leader is uh, Richard Boyd Barrett, who's from my constituency, and last time I voted, I gave a vote to him, so that was that was nice. Um, he actually, if anyone wants to watch it, although it's very long and very tedious, we did have like an actual seven-way leader debate in the middle of the election, where like every kind of viable party was uh, got a leader in and talked talked their shit. He was the only one who got like applause, like for any of the things he said. Um, and like he routinely kind of held good positions compared to everyone else. There was some key moments that kind of like distinguished him from other left-wing parties, namely on like, they have a very strong rehabilitation first kind of answer to drugs, um, which the other nominally left-wing parties don't. Um, Sinn Féin is got a lot of policies that end up being very pro-cop, which solidarity people before profit or not. Uh, I managed to like corner that. Do I have to think? Do, do I have to sing, sing the song again? <laughs> do it. We love our cops, our law enforcement. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah. So, like, that was probably a good example of seeing like distinguishing things there. He talked about the fact that like social housing should be for everyone because it removes the stigma of social housing. Um, you yeah. should just have a house give like an, an yeah. apartment given to you. Yeah, like yeah. that 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 is this I don't know why that that's so fucking difficult. <laughs> like uh, we have free water coming out of the taps, so we need free houses coming <laughs> out of the taps. Not for long with those water charges. <laughs> yeah. So that was actually something that was I can loop this back down. The water charges protest was like this big watershed moment. Ah. Hey, yo. in like Irish politics, especially post two thousand and eight. Um, and this is where a lot of the solidarity people before profit got their like cred from because they were out there every day on the like with the what was actually a very grassroots anti-water charges movement Um, so this is where people like Paul Murphy and Richard Boy Barrett and Breed Smith all come come from so uh, why didn't they win then? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and that's a general question of what's the future of Irish electoral politics and Irish leftism. Cause like, sounds great. sounds like there's a lot of, uh, you know, conditions on the ground yeah, to yeah, politicize, yeah. Ra- radicalize, yeah. whatever you want to say for people. Uh, it seems like you have at least, you know, a few shifting good parties. Mm-hmm. Solidarity PBP sounds pretty good to me. Yep. Uh, what are we missing? Yeah. So the, I think the critique thrown against solidarity people before profit, which they don't help, a lot with is that they kind of as a party seem unorganized um which to a certain extent is not true and to a certain extent it is like it's like they're unorganized to an extent that like people can point at and make 
things. For example, when Sinn Féin was holding talks with left-wing parties, they only met with like the people before profit wing of the party. The other like various parties that make it up weren't invited, and they're like, well, what the fuck? Uh, Cloud shit. Yeah. But the... So, like, it would be nice if they kind of, like, united a bit more, made a movement, made the Confederation a bit more, like... Yeah, the Confederation exists, anyone who's a member, but, like, we can keep it out of the public eye. Um, but then again, they're about as organized as any other party. Like, it's just other parties have better branding. Um, their vote was pretty good. They were actually worried about some of the stuff. Um, basically, no big protests happened uh between now and the last election that they could take clout for the water charges one was the election before um so that was a problem for them but they're also the ultimate proof that this was a left-wing vote for like the first time in Sinn Féin's electoral history the second preference because we have ranked voting in Ireland uh, of Sinn Féin votes overwhelmingly went to solidarity people before profit the other side of it is solidarity people before profit don't have the money to run candidates everywhere. I think they got five seats out of, I think they only ran 11 candidates. So, no, even probably less than that, actually. Sorry. So, like, they just don't have the money or manpower yet to move, like, do a mass movement. They also benefited from the fact that like Sinn Féin also didn't run a lot of candidates. Sinn Féin got 37 people in there and they only ran 40, which is not e- like, even if they got all 40 in, that would be enough to get a majority. So yeah, if Sinn Féin next election run more people, they could actually accidentally crush the other left-wing parties, which sucks. Um, <laughs> that does suck. So, the future of the left in Ireland. What do we do? What do? What do? Um, We have to see now what coalition gets formed. I, um, to give a little bit of news, Sinn Féin did talk with left-wing parties, namely the Social Democrats and People Before Profit. They didn't talk to, I don't think they've talked to the Greens or Labour. Labour is a bit of a joke at this point. Um... They are now most recently talked to Fianna Fáil. Within Fianna Fáil, Fianna Fáil is actually, like the Fianna Fáil membership, a lot of the parliamentary party do not want to work with Sinn Féin at all. They're like, an, an, they want an anti-Sinn Féin thing with Fine Gael and possibly Ropen the Greens as well for a majority. Ooh. Yeah. Wouldn't that be on brand? That would be very on brand for the Greens. I mean, like looking into the future, I've, I've, I have this crystal ball in front of me and... Uh, <laughs> You know, I've I've seen things. Yeah. This crystal ball is glowing green for some reason. Yeah, <laughs> and, and black. Oh no, schwarz <laughs> grün. Um, but like, I, I think Fine Gael wants to like step away from this because they were in government before and it ruined them. So they want to step back. But if I were to put my money on it, I would say we're probably going to get some sort of monstrous coalition like that. I would hope so anyway, because. I think you could do a really good job of Sinn Féin working with the other nominally left-wing parties in opposition to make themselves and the other parties super sexy to the general electorate. Um, Houses for everyone is sexy. Yes. Yes. Sorry, what? (laughs) What? 
What did you say? I said housing for everyone is sexy. Housing for everyone is sexy. Yeah. It's like the hot girls for Bernie if you like Bernie. Or yeah, housing for Bernie. And you yeah. need to have a, a room. You need to have like a house with a messy room in it to take yeah. your photos. Everyone knows that. <laughs> <laughs> hot girls for housing. How will I get my Instagram influencer career off the start if I don't have an apartment? Yeah. yeah. I'm, I, I cannot start my fans only without one. Yeah. I hate doing I can't hate doing it outside. I can't control the lighting. Ireland is always overcast. <laughs> Um, yeah, so like, do it, it you know what? Do, do it for the e girls, yes, the e girls of Ireland. <laughs> Twitch streamers cannot keep Twitch streaming from the local public library. <laughs> <laughs> uh, How can I TikTok in just in a park, right? Oh, god, actually, you can TikTok very well in a park. I'm <laughs> <laughs> so I would hope that, um, you're basically looking at three options. Sinn Féin works with Fianna Fáil, and then the election after that, Sinn Féin probably gets destroyed. Um, Fianna Fáil, Fine Gael work together in some capacity. Next election, hopefully, they both get destroyed. Um, and at least the myth that they are not the same party is finally destroyed. That would also be nice. Although that means in the immediate short term, it's going to be horrible. There's going to be a lot of more asset stripping of Ireland and such. Um, you know, we don't really own the rights to fish in any of our own waters. We kind of like sold that to other countries. Oh, yeah, that was you, fun. You guys do have a lot in common with Palestine. Yeah, the Japanese, <laughs> the Japanese fishing on the off the coast of Gaza. <laughs> uh. um, and then, yeah, I would hope if that happened, then we can make a decent left wing opposition in, like, that would be an opposition and could actually have a shadow cabinet and be like, we would do this and we would do that, and then next election. Everyone's built enough momentum to like fucking destroy Fianna Fáil and Fianna Gael. Yeah. Uh, the other option is another election is called because no one can form a government. Ooh, yeah, that's fun. If another election was called, oh, just to go back. No, yeah. So this was a this Leo Varadkar did the Theresa May shit. Like he's the one who called this election in January, right? Yeah. But why? Why did he do that? Just because he wanted to flex, or was there a reason? Um, kind of wanting to flex. People were perplexed by it um he perplexed at his flex you are a conservative politician who uh acts like a robot according to people (laughs) uh don't don't do it i know it's very tempting you're like i could call an election look at those numbers don't do it it's not gonna i mean please do it for our our sake the polling didn't look good either for him it looked like like finna was going to was going to take over leo was like i'm gonna shoot my shot (laughs) he saw the gif of steph curry pulling up from the moon he's like that's me um yeah people people were perplexed as to why this election was called there was basically no reason for it leo vradkas watched uncut gems and he's like do you want to win by one or do you want to win by 30 and he's like i want to win by 30 (laughs) Uh yeah. Leo Radker walks into the fucking polling station just like right before he's gonna lose. I'm gonna come. <laughs> uh. Yeah. So, future of the left um, in Ireland. Fucking. My guess is, if you're in Ireland, you're looking to organize now. I would say work with solidarity, people before profit. I particularly like. Um, Paul Murphy's project, which is called RISE, um, which I believe stands for Radical Insurrectionary Socialist Environmentalist. Um, So that is under the People Before Profit umbrella. 
their main kind of viewpoint is that the vote for Sinn Féin is going to be left-wing and we as actually good left-wing parties need to reckon with that. I think this election proved his thesis correctly. Um, but now you get into the issue of... The other thing that I'd suggest, if you can figure out a way to do it and you're in Ireland, build some sort of movement um, within Sinn Féin that will hold them to the fire and actually make them follow through with everything they put in the manifesto. Pick a three-letter acronym. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wear balaclavas. Uh, unfortunately, real IRA is taken. <laughs> yeah. Which is a baller move. Fucking real Donald Trump ass name. <laughs> <laughs> uh, real Sinn Féin. <laughs> uh. But yeah, so that's... Because um, like, I would trust Sinn Féin a lot more if they had something like momentum like the uk labor's momentum yeah. like holding to the fire putting in like action. i thought you're gonna see just if they had a gun to their head that was something people were suggesting that was like a mom joke that i got like or a dad joke that i got when the election results were coming in i was just like imagine if it's a Sinn fein labor coalition then it's called guns and roses i'm like yeah that's, that's, <laughs> that's pretty good <laughs> that deserves a, a slight giggle uh, this is how Kieran's going to f- be able to move back to Ireland and afford his, uh, you know, uh, apartment in Dublin. He's going to he's going to go on tour making <laughs> his Irish dad jokes. The yeah. So either agitate to make Sinn Fein left or agitate for the actually left wing party to be there in such a way that Sinn Fein is forced to work with them. Because I think they have to. I mean, like. They didn't do well this election, but everyone who got through, whoever, who, everyone who got a seat is definitely got more clout, is definitely more famous in nationwide media than like any of the weird people Sinn Féin can drag up to like make up their extra seats if they were to run again. Um, yeah. Mm. So I think they should work with people before profit, but... Apparently, I would like them to do that is not good enough reason for Sinn Féin to do that. What if I would like them to do that? I think that, I, think that <laughs> I, got, I got some clout in, a, in Ireland. Yeah. All I, I mean, all I want to add to that is I think what people see, in, I don't know what people, different people see in it, but what I see in it uh, is something that's probably, it's happening in a lot of places we talk about on the show. There is whatever the old form of politics um, that just, utter dead, shit dead. is just dying <laughs> it just sucks i mean I re- i'm remembering i don't know if we ever talked about it on the show that one video from i think she was a Fine Gael politician in the european <laughs> elections yes. um do you remember her name we, we will put it in no. the show notes the 90s like, kids kid she was just one, like yeah. i'm a 90s kid remember the 90s spice girls tamagotchi it was just and like vote for us and like that was it That was like, but that everything you're saying about like the way politics works in in Ireland, it's it's terrible, but it's just it's on the same spectrum as other places. It's just more intense. Like the two main parties are just more intensely talking about nothing and not uh, differentiating themselves from each other in any way. Um, And that fucking it it like. I don't know. Just the '90s shit blows my mind. Like the the stuff they can get away with. The '90s were cool. It's like all right, we're still gonna have all the shitty stuff, but. uh, you remember Homestar Runner? We're going to make a site where we just say the shitty stuff in his funny voice. Yeah. Like, Yo, you know, Rob. Austerity. Housing crisis. <laughs> Wouldn't you love that? Yo, you remember that You remember that episode of, of, of Rugrats where like Tommy gets out his um, 
you know, like they go on an adventure, and at the end yeah. of the adventure, Tommy's just like, "Oh, vote Finnegan, Finnegan, yeah. <laughs> Finnegan." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, gosh. yeah, we're gonna reboot VH1's "I Love the '90s." <laughs> that's, that's all we I got. I love Finnegan, <laughs> but it's like it reminds me of um, that scene in The Matrix uh, where Cipher, uh, you know, the Teddy guy from Memento yeah. with the goatee, he's like selling them out, and he's eating the steak, right? And he's like. I know this steak doesn't actually taste like anything. And in the Matrix, it's just designed to, like, you know, pleasure my taste buds or whatever. And he's like, well, ignorance is bliss. And he eats it. But, like, we don't live in the Matrix. There's no whatever drug or morphine or whatever good enough to distract you from the fucking shit. And, like, they've been selling you this... Dog shit drugs. Like they're like, dude, you're gonna forget about everything once you once you hit this fin of fail, this fin of gale. Like, you're gonna, you're not gonna care. And they're fucking lying to you. It's just, it's not good. Like, even if you work in tech and you think, pull some fin of fail, my cup. (laughs) If you're if you're a tech worker in Dublin and you're like making like decent money and you're like, well, Elon Musk is gonna take me with him like to his Mars colony. I'll be fine. Like, he's probably not gonna do it, bro. No. Like even your like top, he can't pronounce your name. <laughs> Too even, many accents. Even marks. your top shelf morphine isn't good enough. Like it's not, like you you can't even use a morphine like analogy. It's like the 1800s, and you were like shot on the battlefield, and all you have is like a shot of whiskey and like a towel that probably has <laughs> measles to like bite down on while they saw off your leg, and the, and your leg is just gonna be sold to someone that we talk about in Mega Rica who's gonna eat it like a comically large turkey leg. <laughs> There's nothing to disabuse you from the real conditions as they are, yeah. and that. Um, Yo, know, this but this Finnegan feeling. This Finnegan got me crazy. <laughs> the hangover, like it's gonna suck, but <laughs> that's why just, you just keep doing it. <laughs> nothing's gonna get you back yeah. to, to that. No, no hits gonna. You can't. Oh, one more hit. One more hit. No, it's not gonna work. You think you might think it might be funny to vote for someone like I don't know Colin O'Keefe and his <laughs> loyalist papist communist Ireland idea it was insane. I loved That's it. like when you're drunk and high at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> what if Ireland was a republic and a monarchy? <laughs> and yeah, it's it's funny, but um, yeah, more and more I feel like real politics is happening, and whether it happens, uh, whether it's that tactically takes place in the electoral realm or somewhere else, um, man, at least you're not, <laughs> at least you're not lying to yourself anymore. Yeah, I think that this, like, like just exactly on that note, just really kind of, I mean, I think collectively on this show we've always had kind of just the suspicion about just pure electoralism like there is more politics obviously the yes. things behind that you yeah, know yeah, yeah. um um i think yeah just like the the you know critical support is pretty much how we have to go into every election that pretty much comes up in most western countries mm. of the next probably five years there is still um you know uh uh we saw like i don't know just after just the 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 shit show that was the uk yeah it was nice to see an election result that wasn't complete fucking horseshit yes but even though in the sense that it's like well okay yeah like i know a lot of people like are gonna look at that just as probably will be in the u.s if you know um trump is voted out of office which can only be done if sanders is done but even exactly in that same thing like you know okay let's say that the u.s has like a you know sanders wins by a by a by you know a very small margin like okay luckily the u.s doesn't have 
these insane actually no not luckily like the u.s is a bizarre dictatorial state where Mm -hmm. you know yeah like the the two classes of capital fight each other but there has to be then like like that's never the end game and i think that like you know for everyone who listens to the show like that kind of has to be the the thing that's like driven into your head our heads too because i think that we we all forget it too especially getting like like being excited about elections like nice little rush it's fun yeah. you know it gets me off nice hit <laughs> yeah nice little hit but then the, like literally the next day though you're sitting there being like uh, okay like what now like where do we go for, like i want housing i want health care i want this i want that oh like maybe i do have to do something like like you know okay whatever country you live in it obviously is indifferent but there is like a sense of 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 like a a realm like of politics meeting on the electoral sense and like the you know radical change thing like you can exist in both realms like you don't have to be well oh no i'm a you know maoist so i'm not going to vote and i think that in ireland that is kind of an example that you can't have that opinion you know that if you are radical like it should be an example to other radical leftists of like at least from from what i've seen is that you're not gonna like given i don't know what the turnout rates are in ireland um it was actually really low this election. How low is really low though for Ireland? Sixty-three percent. Okay, that's like extremely high in the U.S. <laughs> 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 but um, you know, like the sense of that, then that you can just like go on your merry way doing your your revolutionary shit of posting on Twitter or whatever your revolutionary you know practices. I think that like the left in some of these countries have it like a little bit better, knowing that then there's like a yeah, there's there's two sides to the same coin of getting your shit done. And yeah. if that means then however many years of being in an opposition party, and it's going to suck. Like, it's going to really fucking suck. But it's it's also in the sense of that even in the act of being in an opposition can then be something that then is productive within itself of like, we're going to do ball and shit. Here's the plan of, of how, I mean, even look in the U.S. with the sense of other, other European, you know, green movements of like Green New Deal and shit like that. There's a plan for tomorrow to then how to fucking do that or for housing. There's a plan for tomorrow of how to do that. And like we can have an alternative. So let's fucking make it happen, fam. If you want to hear more of our takes on electoralism, you got to listen to the Patreon episode next week. We're putting that America stuff uh, we're not inundating your normal feed with the America stuff. We got nice European. Yeah, content. all America stuff from now on will be pretty much on the Patreon feed. If you want to fucking hear our dumbass opinions about that, we'll also do I don't know Taiwanese electoral politics. Yep. Fuck it, let's go. I'll, I will do a Drake rap for every country. <laughs> I thought of a I thought of a German one. You guys want you guys yeah, want to yeah. hear it? All yeah, right. good taste. Wait, I, f- I forgot how to do the Drake voice. Yeah. Oh, my God, sound confident. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> Howling at the moon like I'm Jordan Belfort. I'm killing the rap game. Kind tot ort. <laughs> God damn it. God damn it. Even I get it. <laughs> uh, on that note. <laughs> yeah. Jesus Christ. On that note, we will uh, see you all next week. Yeah. Take care. Peace. Choki Arla. <laughs> they say it right? No. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck it. Choki Arla. <laughs>
woman in the window harassing me. Why can't you get a job and be like me? You know I'm wishing that the window would break. Cause I wanna smash in my fucking face. Always a struggle in this hole. The boys on the floor, cause the boys in the door. All the boys on the floor.